starting a new series this morning entitled All Access. I'm excited about the access that we have before our Father through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We want to talk about that and just build our confidence, build up our faith in that area of being able, of the accessibility that we have to God. And in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, I'll read it from the New King James, and I'm also going to read it from the Message Bible. In the New King James, beginning at verse 14, it says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Grace to help in the time of need. So the book of Hebrews is a very interesting book. It it has a lot of... a lot of contrast in there of the old covenant and comparing, contrasting it with the new covenant or the new contrasted with the old and how the blood and animal sacrifices under the Levitical priesthood compared to the, the once and for all sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and how the, the sacrifice of Jesus, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is far superior than anything the Levitical priesthood had to offer. Matter of fact, that all pointed to Jesus doing what he did. And now that he did what he did, we have a high priest in the heavens who can sympathize with you. He was tempted in all points, in all seasons of life, as you have been. And I think the reason it's important to know that is because from my own personal experience, when I'm going through something, we have a, as human beings, we have a tendency to think, I'm the only one that's experiencing this. No one really understands. Well, first of all, that's probably not true. There's probably thousands, if not millions, of other people that have gone through what I've gone through or am going through or what you're going through. But for sure, it's a promise to us that Jesus understands. And not only does he understand, but he can sympathize with you. Notice Jesus had a family. He had siblings, so he knows what it's like to put up with siblings. He knows what it's like to enjoy siblings, and he also knows the conflict of siblings. You know, that Jesus' family wasn't the perfect family, and when you read the Gospels, you'll see that, that there was a, you know, they weren't always so keen of him going around claiming to be the son of God. There was a lot of pressure on his siblings to, uh, and and, and they would let it be known. They would, you know, pretty much ask him to be quiet. Can't you just tone it down, just be quiet, stop embarrassing us, or stop putting us in this peculiar predicament with all your uh, sayings and all your uh, proclamations that you're making? So Jesus understood that. Jesus understood every arena of life, and so we need to understand that no matter where we are in life, Jesus Christ, as our high priest, can sympathize. He was tempted in all points, even as we are, have been, are, and will be tempted, but even though he was tempted in every area, he never yielded to any of it. He did not succumb to it. He never sinned. He became sin for us on the cross, but he himself never committed sin. And so therefore, he can identify, and he's he's your go-to person. 
Jesus Christ is your go-to. He's the one you want to go to no matter what you're going through. He understands, and not only does he understand, he cares for you. That's why in verse 16 it says, Therefore let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. You know, in those times when we're feeling needy or oftentimes are the times when we're feeling like we're faithless or, or we're feeling guilty or condemned and we almost, we, we discredit ourselves and we talk ourselves out of having the ability to go boldly before the throne of grace because after all, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I can't go before God. I'm struggling. I have to get myself together. I have to be, you know, I got to get it right, and then I can go before God. Well, if you can get it right without going to him or before you go to him, you don't need him. And if you don't need him, I think God would have known that, and he would not have sent his only son, Jesus Christ, into the world to die for you. Amen? So come boldly to the throne of grace. In the Message Bible... It says, uh, beginning at verse 14, it says, Now that we know that we have Jesus, this great high priest, with ready access to God. I love that. Now that we know that we have Jesus, this great high priest, with ready access. Everyone say ready access. So we have ready access to God. Let, let's not let it slip through our fingers. Don't let this ready access slip through your fingers. Cling to it, hold on to it, be confident in it, and, and, and develop your faith in it. Never let it go. Don't let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. Jesus is not out of touch with your reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all, all but the sin. So let's walk right up to him and let's get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. Amen? I mean, that's pretty bold, but it's, 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 it's a faith reality. Take the help. Step right up. Get the help you need. Receive it. Don't deny yourself. Don't talk yourself out of it. Don't allow a sin consciousness to overwhelm you and, 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 and to prevent you from your ready access to God. Your ready access to God. And so always remember that. In Ephesians chapter 3 is another scripture I want us to look at. Ephesians chapter 3. We're just going to give you some of the foundational scriptures, and we'll, over the next several weeks, we're going to be talking more into the, the development of our faith in this access that's been made available for us. Ephesians, the third chapter, and in verse 12. This, in this particular verse, the Apostle Paul is talking about the purpose of the mystery, you know, it's the purpose of the, of the revelation of the grace of God having been revealed. And one of those purposes is, is that the wisdom of God might be made known by the church. That the wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. And, and it, he says it's according to the eternal purposes of God, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus. And in verse 12 he says, in whom, you know, in Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access. Everyone say boldness and access. Notice, in Jesus, in Jesus we have boldness and access with confidence. Boldness, access through Jesus with confidence through faith in him. Everyone say faith in him. Faith. So it's through your faith in the lordship of Jesus Christ. It's your faith in the 
promises of Almighty God that gives you at all times, every season of life, in every predicament, you have ready access to God. God is for you. He is not against you. Again, we'll get into this in more detail, but in Matthew chapter 27 and verse 50, around verse 51, somewhere in there. It's when it's talking about when Jesus died on the cross. There's several things that occurred when Jesus died on the cross. You know, the earth shook, the rocks were split, and, and those are kind of the things we remember. But there's, something, there's another statement in there that, uh, well, we have it up there, good. There's another statement in there that's very significant. It ties in with our ready access to God. Under the old covenant, in the, in the tabernacle, there's this veil between the holy place and the holy of holies, and only the high priest could go into the holy of holies, and he'd go in there once a year with, with, with blood to, to offer atonement for the sin of the people. And the priest would need to be atoned for and so forth and make sure that they're not going into the presence of God with sin in their lives because you couldn't be in the presence of God with sin in your life and and live to experience it. You know, you can't sin in God's presence. They don't mix. So anyway, the priest would in there once a year to offer atonement for the sins of the people, but only the high priest was allowed in there. When Jesus died on the cross, that curtain that God had instructed to be made and to be hung from the ceiling all the way down to the floor that separated the holy from the holy of holies, that curtain supernaturally ripped from the top to the bottom. From the top to the bottom. There's no more wall of separation. We now all have, through faith in Jesus Christ, ready access into the holy of holies. Come and receive the mercy and and get the help that's available, the grace to help in the time or in the hour of need. That's when we come. That's why we come. Amen? So you have ready access to God at all times. At all times. When you read Hebrews, there's just illustration after illustration, and through the Old Testament as well, pointing to it. Then the writer of Hebrews talks about, just gives various illustrations of how this happened and why it happened, and how the sacrifice of Jesus and the blood of Jesus was far superior than, than any uh, animal sacrifices. So we have that ready access. The veil has been torn. The presence of God, we, are, we have ready access to him. And also, I believe in the Holy of Holies, not only did it open it up so everyone could go in, but it also opened up that the presence of God is now, it, it's here. It's available for all, and we, we can tap into it. In Matthew, then in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus talking about building his church. He said, I'm going to build my church on this rock. And he said, and the gates, and, and he said, I'm going to give you. The, he said, the gates of hell will not prevail against. And he also said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Everyone say keys. keys. Keys to the kingdom. Now, what do keys represent? They represent access. If you have keys to your house, you have access to your house. If your house is locked and I don't have keys to it, I don't have access to your house. So keys represent access. And so when Jesus said, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom, they represent accessibility. We have accessibility into the kingdom of God, into God's kingdom. It's into God's government, into God's way of doing what he does. 
We have the kingdoms of this world, the world system, but we also, we, we are in this world system, but we're not operating in this world system. We're operating by the keys of the kingdom. We have accessibility to kingdom authority, kingdom wisdom, kingdom strength, kingdom leadership. We have accessibility to it, but we need to be tapping into it. We need to be tapping into it, and we continue to tap into it by using the accessibility that we have, making ourselves available to all that has been provided for us, the mercies that are new every day. You have complete access to new mercies every morning. Amen. Are we tapping into it every morning? You know, we should be waking up, and the first thought that should cross would be good to discipline ourselves, to open up our eyes and think, thank you, Lord, I receive your mercies, new mercies for this day. And I'm coming to your throne to, for grace to help in this new hour. The word tells us his mercies are new every day. Come before his throne that you may obtain mercy. Find grace to help in the time of need, in the time of need. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Talking about faith, how it triumphs in trouble. In verse 1 it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And it goes on, there's much more uh, good information there, but I want to stop at verse two. It says, through whom also we have access by faith. So we have access to God, to the promises of God, to the mercy of God, to the grace of God, to the peace of God, to the love of God. We have access to what, everything that God is. We have access to all of it by faith in Jesus' name. So we want to come to a place where we recognize that our minds are renewed to it and we are quick we are quick to use our keys and to access whatever it is that we have need of. Access. All access. Nothing held back from you. Everything that the kingdom has to offer, it's been made available to each and every one of us. You have the keys of the kingdom. You have the authority. Keys represent accessibility. They represent authority. And so use your accessibility, use the authority that you have, and the end result will be a life transformed. It'll be your life transformed. It'll be other people's lives transformed. It always results in transformation when you come into the presence of God, when you access the holy place, when you access the very presence of God, you come into where the, the, the anointing is. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered together, I'm in their midst. That's why it's important to gather together as a local church. That's why it's important to gather together as grace groups. Where two or three are gathered, I'm there in your midst. Yes, you can read your Bible yourself. You can have your own personal devotions. You can sing by yourself. You can do all kinds of things by yourself, but you, can't, you, you won't experience the level of anointing and the presence of God that, you, that is only made available when two or three are gathered together. When the body of Christ comes together, there's a corporate presence of God. There's, there's, a, there's an anointing that's unlike when, when, when you're just by yourself. You can do it, there's lots of things that can be accomplished, but don't negate the, the gathering together. The two or three, Jesus said, I'm there in your midst. And when Jesus is in the midst, and when the word of God is being proclaimed, 
When God's word, when you're with people and, and God's word is being proclaimed, there's an anointing. And when there's an anointing, life change takes place. I want to invite you to turn to Luke chapter 5. I'll give you an illustration of this. What happens as a result of, by faith, accessing the very presence of God. In Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 17. Says, now it happened on a certain day that as he was teaching, this is obviously referring to Jesus, as Jesus was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Now the power of the Lord was present to heal who? Them. Them that were gathered together where Jesus was. Are you following me so far? Them that were gathered together where Jesus was. And what was Jesus doing? It's not a trick question. It's right here. What was he doing? He was teaching. What, what was he teaching? Science, math, algebra. <laughs> Probably all of it. But primarily he was teaching the word. And what was the result of Jesus teaching the word? The power of the Lord was where? Present to heal them. So the power of the Lord was present in that sphere where he was. Like if he was here in this sanctuary, which he is, I just happen to be the one representing him at the moment. So he's here. The power of the Lord, the word is being proclaimed, the power of the Lord is here to heal us when we access his presence. It said, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise up and walk? Folks, that is a loaded question. Don't just gloss over that. You answer that question. Amen. Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? No, there's from heaven's perspective, from the throne of God's grace, which you have ready access to, don't let it slip through your fingers, you have ready access to it, to the throne of grace, from heaven's perspective, it's just as easy for Jesus to say, your sins be forgiven, you rise up and walk. Your sins be forgiven, you rise up and walk. Access it. Did you access grace for your sins to be forgiven? Have you accessed that? Have you accessed the rise up and walk? I'll just be honest with you, for most of it, it's easier to access 
your sins be forgiven. And the reason being is we've heard that. And for the most part, the church hasn't argued about it. Say, oh, yes, that's what it's all about. It's about sins being forgiven. But from heaven's perspective, it's just as easy to say, rise up and walk, and then for you to get up and walk, or for me to get up and walk, or to be healed. But that hasn't been taught to the degree that forgiveness of sins has been taught, and and also, not only has it not been taught, it's been fought. (laughs) People were fighting that. Well, it's not for today. Well, I don't see Jesus saying that, but anyway, you, you read it, you meditate on it, and you access what God has for you. Verse 24, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. They were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. Strange things today. Now, it's not strange in the realm of being weird. They just saw, you know, they saw some really cool stuff. They saw a man that was paralyzed just take up his bed and walk. I mean, that's like, whoa, wow, that is so cool. Or like the kids today would say, that's dope. (laughs) Jesus was teaching. Power was present to heal them. Now, in verse 18 and 19, faith was activated in these in four men. I, in my, I picture these four men being in the house. Jesus is teaching. They sense the power of the Lord being present to heal, and they're thinking about their friend that's paralyzed, who's not present. So they leave, and they get their friend who's paralyzed. He didn't have much of a choice. They just picked him up, and they took him, brought him back to the house, hoping that they could get into the house, into the presence, into the power that's present to heal. They could not get there. They could not get into the house because of the crowd. All access. We access the power that's present to save and to heal. We access it through faith in Jesus. And when you have faith in Jesus, it activates something. It activates. When you have faith in Jesus, and you have, and you have your faith in Jesus, that's how you access God. It activates your faith, and you'll begin to do something. They got the man there, but they couldn't get him in, but because their faith was activated, they weren't about to quit. They weren't about to back down. There's their power to heals in that house, and bless God, we're going to get into that house. They got up on the roof, and they started removing the tilings of, of, the, of the ceiling, and then let the man down through the tilings, through the hole in the roof. They put the man down, and when Jesus saw their faith, he saw their faith activated. Their faith was activated. So an active faith will always find an alternate access. It won't back down. There's got to be an alternate route here. Yet the highway may be closed, but there's an alternate route. When you have an activated faith into the ac- that will access the very power to heal and, and the grace to save, it will find an alternate access road into the power of the Lord that was present to heal. And when Jesus saw their faith, an activated faith is an, 
and, and, and is an authentic faith and will always be visible. It will always be visible. An active faith is an authentic faith and it will open up the roof and the result will be, the result will be, are you ready? Acquittal of sin. Your sin be forgiven you. Rise up. Arise. He said, arise. Your sins are forgiven you. Acquittal of sin and arise up and walk. An amazing miracle. As a, as a result of a faith that is activated, we'll always find an alternate route. And we'll always find an alternate route. And authentic faith is always visible. Jesus saw that because they were doing something, they opened the roof, they let the man down. And as a result of it, there was an acquittal of sin. And he said, arise, take up your bed and walk. Take up your bed and walk. You have access to the same faith. You have access to the same acquittal of sin. And it can also be spoken over your body, and you can also receive it. Arise. Take up your bed. Whatever it is that's holding you captive, just arise, get up, and get going. Access. All access. You don't just have partial access. You don't just have, you know, I can, just, I can get into the holy place, but I can never get into the holy of holies, or I can just get a little bit of blessing, but I can't get a lot of blessing, or there's other people that have more access than I do. No one has greater access than you do. You don't need someone else to pray for you. You don't need someone else's faith to get your miracle. Now, there is a place for that. There's a place for your faith and my faith to be knit together, and, and we, we agree together. There's a place for that. What I'm saying is you, your faith, you access the very throne of God. Don't ever discredit yourself. Don't ever just say, well, do you know what? I can't be in the presence of God because I, you know, I have issues. Well, guess what? Uh, I have a newsflash for you. Pastor Ray has issues. <laughs> So, you know, we're all in trouble, right? But it's because we have issues, we can access the very throne of God, Amen. the throne of God's grace. It's called mercies being new every day, grace to help in the time of need. Is it a time of need in your life? Do you have something that you need? Have you accessed the throne of God to get the results? Have you gotten the acquittal that you need? Have you heard the word arise? Keep pressing in. Keep pressing in. Your authentic faith, your authentic faith will be visible. It'll be active. It'll be, there'll be an, an acquittal of everything you need acquittal of, and you'll have an amazing miracle because you also hear Jesus say to you, arise, take up your bed, gather your belongings, and walk out of here a transformed life, a life transformed do you want some transformation in your life today? Could you use some healing in your life today? Could you use acquittal of some sin today, some guilt, some condemnation? Access the throne of grace. Stand to your feet. Access it right now. We're going to access it by faith in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you and we praise you for the access that we have before your very throne, the ideas of us as mere humans standing before 
God, creator of heaven and earth. You created all that you created through Jesus Christ, and now he's inviting us to come boldly to the throne. He's seated at, seated at your right hand as our mediator, ever making intercession for us, and because he's at your right hand, and because of what he has done at Calvary's cross, we have full access to your throne, to your throne, full access, full access. If I told you that right now I'm going to give you a, 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 a Wawa is our convenience or sheets. I'm going to give you a card to sheets or to Wawa, and it's going to give you full access to all the gas you'll need for the rest of your life. It's going to give you full access to all the hokey fests that you would ever want, <laughs> whatever they have to offer, and it's good for life, unlimited. What would you do? Huh? You'd run up front and grab it from me. <laughs> well, guess what? I have something a whole lot better for you. Amen. And it's full access to the very throne of God's grace. It has a supply of all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Full access and it's good for the rest of your life. Take your access card and keep going before him just like you might stop at Wawa for coffee or for gas or whatever, for your hoagie fest, hoagie, um, whatever you might be stopping in there for, you, or you just you go ahead and you just stop at the very throne of God. Get your mercy, get your grace to help, and go on with life. And go on in the blessings of God with an activate, an, an authentic faith that's activated and that's visible and that results in amazing miracles taking place in your life and in my life. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, that Jesus, first and foremost, he said, your sins are forgiven you. When we have an encounter with you, when we encounter you, Father, we thank you that it's not for us to feel guilty, but it's for us to, to uh, repent of our sin and for you to offer the acquittal in Jesus' name, which you have already done. So right now, Right now, I'm going to pray this prayer. I'm just going to ask you to just pray it. You can pray it together with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your faithfulness in forgiving me of any and all my sin. I receive your forgiveness in Jesus' name. I receive the gift of righteousness, right standing with you. And I thank you, Father, that I too receive the command that Jesus spoke when he said, arise. So I am arising. I am receiving an amazing miracle. The anointing is present to heal me, to deliver me, to bring about supernatural provision in my life. I thank you for it. My life is transformed. I am new. I am empowered. I have access by faith in Jesus' name. I will never do without. I am never alone. I can have ready access. I will not let it slip through my fingers, but I will grasp and receive it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, be healed, be blessed, be forgiven. Have all your needs met in Jesus' name. Amen.
Now remember, Nathan mentioned different groups. A lot of stuff, a lot of things are starting this week, so pay attention to the bulletins and the website. What's the address? No, 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 it's my grace church. <laughs> All right, God bless you. We love you. If you need anybody else to pray for you, some people will meet you up here and pray with you. But other than that, you have a great day, and we'll see you next Sunday. God bless.